This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, hello, salutations, welcome everybody to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We already know it's a Thursday, so you about to hear some two dumb fucking people talk about some interesting shit, man. Genius bras. Genius bras, baby. Where we lift up and support. That's right. We're going to start selling some genius bras, baby. Actually, Easy. we support, but we put down a lot. So maybe that's not the right thing to say. Oh, we're the what, all what natural you, bras. Oh, we put down? Yeah. But how do you put... What do you, what's something that you put down and support? Asian children. Oh. <laughs> Asian kids, you put Asian them down. Asian parenting. You put them down emotionally, but you still support them with your money. Asian bras. <laughs> so, oh, did you... Wait, were you in Vietnam during the whole fucking boxing match with the KSI? Yeah, thing? I was. Yeah. I, wa- I watched a little bit out there. But you know what's interesting? I watched like... the Nick Diaz fight, too. Oh, did so, you? Yeah, both of them. It was when I was in Vietnam. Vietnamese. That shit was crazy, huh? Yeah. It was uh, the, the, they was it was them doing a pro fucking match. And they I, mean, I was at Bart's house watching it. And uh, originally, I didn't want to watch it. But it was like, you know, why the fuck not? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's kind of dope that they're training and they're putting their heart into it. Yeah. And they've been boxing now for two years, training with some of the best people ever. Shit. Uh, I found out that, I guess, like, because uh, KSI trains with this guy named Vidal. Uh, it's like a UK dude. And he, but he was also training with Jeff Mayweather. which was, Wow. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And then um, Logan Paul was training with Shannon the Cannon Briggs, mm-hmm. former heavyweight champion. Uh, crazy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was watching the match. And, you know, it's weird because it's hard to judge. Um when they're boxing in front of a huge crowd like that, because I'm no pretty sure gear, yeah. it's, it's it's straight out. It's not a it's a full on match, you know. And they, you know, f- as pro boxers, of course they suck. They're they're shitty pro boxers. It's like it's, they're they're amateur boxers still, but they got to do the pro boxing thing, obviously through the zone, and they're not having headgear, so it's considered a pro boxing match. But in terms of skill levels, I mean, they they know this about themselves too. They're at an amateur level, like, yeah. Um, and if they fuck with any pro boxers, they get their fucking ass knocked out. But um. Having said that, it doesn't mean that, you know, watching them improve from the year before to now was pretty great. Like, they've, they've gotten so much better. And it's, it's kind of cool to see, like, uh, people who've never done boxing before be able to do that on, on that type of stage. I know a lot of people felt weird about it because it, um, people who are really hardcore, purist boxing fans, they think it makes the sport look like a joke. But <laughs> will those fucking political, like, those scammy calls make the support look bad? Yeah. Like, the recent... <laughs> controversy that they've been doing with the corruption i mean yeah. that makes the sport looks bad look bad and yeah. i don't know like gets new eyes on it i understand what the zone is doing it makes sense yeah but i was watching a clip of um afterwards and i wanted to see some of their training footage just because you know i, I love like fighting 
uh, yeah, and that kid KSI man, he looked, mm-hmm. pr- and when he was sparring, he looked pretty fucking good, man. And compared to what he was doing in that ring, yeah. I think he was emotionally hyped, so he kept on going for these telegraph haymakers. Yeah, but when he was sparring, he looked great, dude. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, where the fuck was this shit when you were in the ring, man? But it's different when the lights are on. When you, it you know? went ding, oh shit, I just want to knock out. Yep, and that shit went all out the window. Just swing all day. Yeah, like that kid KSI, he was, he was, uh, but he won, right? He won. Yeah, from being just throwing more throws or... Uh, I mean, from the stats, it looked like... I think what I read was... And, you know, don't quote me on this. I wasn't really looking into it like that. But I think Logan threw more jabs and he connected more. But in terms of being, being effective... So Logan lost a couple of points because he did an illegal move. He hit him with a clean uppercut, which was fucking dope. It was actually a really smooth move. But afterwards, he grabbed the back of KSI's head uppercutted him, which I don't think he got a point, dinged a point for, but after he fell, he punched KSI in the back of his head twice. So it's like, you know, so they dinged him two points yeah. and then he lost. But either way, even if, from what from my point of view, in terms of effectiveness, I thought KSI won. And so even if there wasn't a ding to it, because they also didn't give KSI um, a knockdown, even though he knocked Logan Paul behind his ear and knocked him down. Because of the back of the head thing? Yeah, they said it was back of the head. But when you look at the replay, it's not. It's smack dab behind the ear. Perfect hit. Oh. So did a great job, but he also didn't get points for that. So, you know, you call it either way. At the end of the day, KSI won. And it was a great job. Um, was it like dope boxing? No. It was it was a it was a cool amateur match. Damn. I didn't see the whole thing. They made like four mil each or some shit like that. Oh right? my god. I'd do four mil to get my ass beat. They're making more money than the pros. How does that feel? I think we're just in a different era, man. Yeah. And that just goes to show like people just want to watch and follow who they love. Yeah. They don't care how fucking talented you are. They don't care. It's a different time, dude. I, I see a different um it's kind of like you have the old school guys that are like, man, it's all about the talent and, and this. And, and then you have the new school guy that's like, no, it's about connecting with your fan base. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I mean, definitely just watching them improve is kind of cool. Like, I mean, I, if you're a real boxing fan, you're, you're going to say that was shitty boxing. And of course it was. They've only been doing it for a couple of years because they only care about the skill. Yeah. They, you know, you know, a couple of years out and they're not they're not multi-talented in this sport. They're not one of these like prodigy childs. I think so, a lot of people might feel like they don't deserve it. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at it from a sport perspective, I could see that, but they also, they're the ones who put the asses in the seats so they could do whatever the fuck they want technically. Yeah. And, and DAZN, if you're going to be mad at somebody, be mad at DAZN. DAZN's yeah. the one that put them up in the ring. They're the one that sponsored it. Yep. So if don't be mad at them. Be mad at fucking DAZN. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel any way about those two people, but the, it's, it's really their fan base. I think it was a little weird because the undercard was, um, one person who I actually really like, who who trains out of the Mayweather gym, fucking Devin Haney. He would he had a title fight, <laughs> an actual uh, fucking title fight, and it was the undercard for wow. for the Logan Paul and KSI match. So the undercard was a title fight for the exhibition match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck? Fucking crazy, huh? Wow, the, the how just the world is changing, man. It's yeah. crazy. Those two are so fucking yoked, though. They were jacked beyond belief, dude. Really? It's a they, lot. Well, they, they get tested for steroids. I don't. I don't think they got tested for steroids, and they're kind of young too. Yeah. I believe they was. They, it could be natural. I don't know. Like Yo, Logan was getting a little pink and red. I don't know if that's a white person thing or that was just because of his. He might have been doing some TRT, but I'm just. I'm just speculating. I, I know, know a lot of influencers are really on that steroid shit though. Yeah, so like, I wouldn't be surprised if they were. Yeah, I know a lot of guys that aren't fitness gurus. They're just like instagram guys vloggers all that like they do enhance shit like the girls do enhance shit like everyone's doing it for the gram and like whatever i'm not about it because i don't know like to me i i don't know like it's not my world you know but i know personally they do it 
and um and that's not, yeah that's not a hater thing either like i'm talking about it's a lot of people do steroids you know what i mean like i always wonder what yeah, it's their choice to me it's like if you want to get plastic surgery that's on you all this stuff that's on them it's just not my style yeah you know? i don't i could give two fucks less about it you yeah you i'd rather just work out try to be healthy have fun but that's their thing you know it's like they're some of them their image is their career they banked on being cute. They banked. They, they banked on being sexy. All these things, like, and they've profited a lot from it, man. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. The fitness industry makes so much fucking money, man. It's crazy, dude. You know some of these girls, like on, um, just because I know people who work for the companies that sponsor some of these girls, dog. The amount of money they make is unreal. Like women can sell. So if anybody out there that wants to be an influencer, now this is not this is not to say that you'll be in this bracket. There, are, this is a very small bracket of people who get to make this type of money. Mm-hmm. But I know a girl who um she models some type of swimmer and then she does like some fitness other shit too and they're paying her like seven five grand a month to post like four times four times a month mm. it's like fuck all you well, gotta... we know some top people that get a hundred thousand per post yeah it's it's not that's it's ridiculous right but so this is you're talking about out of an average average person yeah. like not not like on the crazy high tier end yeah. And, you know, she's making a cool 12, 15, 16 grand a month just posting, you know, photos of her wearing certain clothing. When it comes to influencing and all that stuff, I feel like women have better um, marketing. Like when it and, and 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 like if they keep their shit clean, like they get bigger dollars. Yeah. Like at me and Bart's level of following and whatever, like we're lucky if we could get the same amount of money as a girl that has 80,000 followers. Yeah. It's completely different. Girls have a very interesting take. And I, and I say this for, um, just from experiences from working with brands. It's like how I put it as is guys want to fuck them. Girls want to be them. Yeah. And they have so much selling and buying power. It's unreal, man. And, and I think women just tend to spend more on improving themselves and all that stuff. Guys are actually more frugal unless it comes to stupid fucking shit. (laughs) Guns. Yeah. Um, Fucking camera equipment for me. Yeah. Like it's more like that. Right. So if I'm endorsing that product or gaming products or whatever, like if that was my fan base, I kill it. Yeah, for sure. But it's like, no one knows what to do with me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Hey Joe, can you make this soap funny? All right. Fuck it. I'll do it. I could definitely make that so funny. Yeah, I'll, 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 do, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do whatever now. I don't give a fuck, man. Um, it's just the nature of things because, you know, YouTube is just, it's killer. Yeah. Like, we lost half of our income on YouTube. So, fuck it. We got to move on to different things, you know? Dude, I, I, I saw this other article, too, where there, I don't know who this YouTuber is, but he's really, really popular. Uh, it's like David, it's like Don Rick or something like that. Or This podcast is brought to you by Etitude. If you have an amazing mattress, what good is an amazing mattress without some amazing sheets to go with it? Now, if you've had cotton sheets before or any other fabric, then you are missing out if you haven't had clean, lovely bamboo sheets. And that's what Etitude has. I've been sleeping on my Etitude sheets for quite a while. And I got to tell you, I sleep butt naked and um, I need the fabric that touches my blessed skin to be amazing. And I'm not kidding you. I actually do sleep butt naked and the sheets that I use are Etitude. I personally love these sheets. Um, Not scratchy. It feels amazing. And on top of that, it keeps me really cool. I run hot and I need my sheets to match the amazing mattress that I have. If I have a dope mattress and I don't have a great sheet, then what's really the point, right? It's like having shoes but not having any shoelaces to keep your feet in. Yeah, that's how important it is. So check this out. Um, 
with your edit two products, let's talk about this. Uh, organic clean bamboo is extremely breathable. It regulates your temperature, like I just mentioned, to improve your quality of sleep. It's antimicrobial. Customers have claimed that their skin appearance improved after switching to Etitude sheets. Yes, read the reviews yourself. So why not try Etitude? These amazing sheets have a 30-day risk trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your sheets for a full refund. They even cover shipping on returns. So Etitude sheets, they're soft as silk, breathable as linen, but at the price of cotton. You or that special someone you buy them for are going to love them. And right now, my listeners will get 20% off their sheets set and free shipping. Just text BRAIN to 64-000. The only way to get 20% off your set of Etitude sheets and free shipping is to text BRAIN to 64-000. Text B-R-A-I-N to 64-000. It's, oh, Dobrik, Dobrik, David Dobrik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like some really popular YouTuber. Yeah, I like some of his shit. Yeah. Yeah. What does he do? Vlogs, life vlogs. Oh, okay. That's all well, he does. That's cool. You know, it's just him and his friends. And it's funny, like every single video is four minutes and 20 seconds. Oh, really? 420. Yeah. That's yeah. dope. And it's, and in every single thumbnail is his face, like going like, has a big eye and shit. And it, it reminds me a little bit of like old school, like, fun vlogging where you and your friends are just fucking around and there's just snippets like imagine like vine snippets yeah compiled together of four minutes and it's just like one second they're playing a board game and laughing the next second they're like drawing on their friend the next second they're like in a grocery store fucking around Mm. so to me i mean it's wholesome it's wholesome enough, you know? Yeah. But but he put out an article talking about how much he was making before Adpocalypse and what he makes now. Uh, I'm not sure how true it is, just because the amount that he said he was making is around the same time, the amount that I was making, which I make way less views. But, yeah. Because he averages, he says he makes more views now than he did before. But after Adpocalypse, because of the type of content that he has, that he makes an average of $2,000 a month now. Are you kidding on me? On his channel. But he, wow! But I don't know how much views he makes. But he was talking like he makes millions of views still. He he does. Yeah, the, but he says he makes like two thousand dollars a month, which I find highly impossible. He might be getting demonetized. Maybe all of his videos are demonetized then, huh? Yeah. yeah maybe I don't know what it is, but they maybe demonetize all of his videos. And he says oh, he used to shit, make. That's crazy. He said he used to make two hundred and fifty grand a month, and it went from two hundred fifty grand to two grand a month. Wow! Fucking crazy, dude. You At, made two hundred fifty thousand dollars a month. He did. Oh, I thought you said I used to make the same amount. No, two thousand a month. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, wish yeah. I made two hundred fifty thousand dollars a month. What the fuck? That's that's how much I make. Doug, <laughs> I would have made two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I would love that shit. No, I mean you're right though. At Apocalypse, we're making like anywhere from ten thousand to twenty thousand dollars a month. Yeah. And now we're lucky if we make two thousand a month. Yeah. So people really don't know how bad mm-hmm. Apocalypse fuck the algorithms. All these things has changed, right? And um, I don't really blame YouTube for it because I know people, part of the team. I know people that work at Facebook, Instagram, all this stuff. And um, they're in the middle really trying their fucking best, man. Like I talk shit and I say fuck YouTube and fuck the algorithms and all that. But if I had to be like very honest about it and, and, and frank, it's like. What are they supposed They're to do? They're trying their fucking best, right? And there's just so many moving pieces and they want to please 
the creators. They want to please the government. They want to please the advertisers. They, they're pulled in so many different directions. And I think the problem is all of these social media sites, they weren't prepared for how fucking big it was going to be and how much responsibility it was going to be. Like it was working because if you think about it, right, within the last 10 years, YouTube is as important as the television. Yeah. And can you imagine like how fucking like quick that shit is in yeah. 10 years? In 10 years, you're like a telephone or yeah. in 10 years, like your you know, government is telling you, hey, you have to be fucking professional like things take a long time in order for that to build but that should happen overnight and what the guys tell me is like all right so this is what's happening right now right like yes there's demonetization censorship and all this stuff and it's getting kind of crazy and he goes but check it out would you rather have us uh regulating or the government because what's happening right now is like you know how facebook is on trial and all that shit and they're pressing Zuckerberg and that is going to be whatever happens there is going to trickle down and happen everywhere in social media. Uh. They don't know how to determine what social media is, right? They're like, is it a monopoly? Well, not really because anybody could build a Facebook. Yeah. But it's the standard because everyone uses Facebook or Google or whatever, right? And they're like, what's their responsibility? Is their responsibility to like, is it like a phone company, right? So if 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 a phone company... If if I say a, a, a racist word on that or whatever, it, the phone company doesn't get in trouble. Maybe I do for saying it on the phone, right? But in YouTube's case, YouTube gets in trouble if there's a ISIS beheading video or whatever, yeah. right? So the government's coming in and be like, you fucking better control that shit or else we'll come in and, and control it for you. So they're like, oh, shit. Well, when does government intervention ever help anybody yeah it's gonna fuck shit up because you know we all been to dmv we all we all been fuck to the irs the website yeah. the irs website's horrible fuck the healthcare website it's horrible imagine what the the legal system it's fucking fucked up the ass man yeah. why do you want government to come in i don't want them to come in so they're doing their best and they're doing the best thing for them is just like hey that's that that might be dangerous let's just fucking take it down that might be dangerous to just fucking take it down they're just overreacting because they don't know they don't have the capacity in the foot traffic so they just use bots right yeah. and then the bots are just shut down this video that that that's too risky shut down this video whatever this fucking post that you posted on instagram we got to fucking shut it down before the government sees it so they're overreacting because they're trying to get their bots right now to learn and do a human's job Mm. And then they hired like a fuck ton of employees to review it and all that. And I'm not trying to defend them. I'm just trying to explain the things that people don't talk about or know because I know the insider shit. Yeah. And this is the this is kind of like their dilemma of how they're trying to go by doing this. It's a it's a lot more intelligent than the way that I'm fucking explaining it. But that's the gist of it. Right. And here we are, the creators. And we're just like, yo, man, where the fuck the money go, though? Yeah. But also... A lot of these old brands, you know, like if you think about who controls advertising dollars, they're ran by dudes that are like over 60 years old. Yeah. And a lot of the money still goes to traditional media. A lot of that shit goes to Super Bowl campaign kind of shit. And like a very small fraction of that budget goes to digital marketing. Yeah. 
And things are going to shift and change eventually. There's going to be more money that goes into YouTube. But in the meantime, a lot of it still goes to stupid ass TV commercials, stupid ass newspaper shit, stupid ass fucking like it's just fucking dumb, dude. Yeah. You know, a great example of that is actually when um, so prior to us starting uh, our matcha business, we franchised a gelato pop business, pop bar. And we were running into an issue with a disagreement in how we should advertise uh, our store, right? And mind you, it's a part of a franchise, but the original deal that we had was that we had flex in how we wanted to advertise the product. That was how it was. Yeah. Um, and let me just give an example of how dated it was. They wanted us to run ads on newspapers. Yeah. Fucking newspapers, and at the time, 2017. Yeah, who the fuck is reading newspapers, Grandpa? He wanted us to run newspaper ads because the Instagram stuff and the social media stuff wasn't going to work because he goes, I know newspapers because he came from a newspaper. He was originally like a top dog in a newspaper fucking company. Yeah, but and also like the product it's a young hip exact demographic it's like you're so fucking disconnected man and also like a lot of them you know there's something called brand association which i think the uh, archaic psychology behind it is like hey i don't want my product tainted by like your you know negative persona or whatever yeah. right like coca-cola like they might be like hey man like our views don't match yours or whatever right that's all changing yeah. because thugs need to eat too. Thugs need to drink too. You know, like whatever, like, like fucking everybody needs to do it. Right. But this is the stupid part. They don't want your product associated with negativity or whatever, because in people's minds, they'll start to associate that. And it, 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 there's just a whole psychology behind it. But, but here's the thing where a big part of apocalypse, right? It, it started with the PewDiePie thing and, and we fucked that up because we didn't really understand it. But, what the media was saying or the, or the traditional media was saying is like, look at how dangerous it is to post uh, ads on YouTube. Like, and then they got like ad rolls on an ISIS beheading video. They got yeah. some Nazi content. They got that, you know, PewDiePie in the mix and all that. And they're like, look, like when you're on YouTube and Google AdSense, you can't control where your ad goes. Do you really want your ads to be supporting this neo-Nazi shit? And then a lot of the um, ads were like, Oh fuck! Yeah, like, scary. And then they pulled out of Google. They pulled out of fucking advertising on YouTube and shit. And um, yeah, I think it was a move from traditional media because they were losing money to digital media, and they fucking did that. So all of these guys would freak out and pull out, and then they're like, "YouTube, you got to figure out your shit." And that's when uh, the demonetization started happening for us. Yeah, because they're like, "Oh." That's dangerous. Like advertisers don't want to be on a video of two girls in a cup. <laughs> That's well, like they don't want to be on a video <laughs> with us maybe talking shit about politics or like this or that. Like there's hella parameters, right? Yeah. All that shit went down. But the the stupid shit is there's so much um, lack of communication at YouTube. For example, like someone like CNN, when the Las Vegas shooting happened, right? This was a huge controversy. Like, they'll fucking run ads on those videos with no sweat. It's okay. But Casey Neistat 
did a charity thing for the uh, Las Vegas shooting. He got demonetized. They couldn't run ads. And then they told him, we don't want to profit off a tra uh, tragedy. But it's like, what a fucking hypocrite. Yeah. You let CNN do that shit. Because CNN. CNN. That's why. Exactly. It's but bullshit. it's the CNN YouTube channel. Yeah. Or the Jimmy Kimmel YouTube channel. So it's like, you guys are fucking this up. Because you can't be, you can't, the, the point is you can't lie. Yeah. You can't lie to the creators and be like, hey, uh, we don't want you to profit off of this. And they just got to say, like, check this out. Like, we have an agreement with CNN and it's all streamlined. So that, you know, to me that works. Yeah. At least for me it works, right? Or you could tell Casey Neistat, like, hey, sorry, but this, you have a big channel. Um, let's streamline it the way that we have it with CNN. Yeah. Just fucking do that. But that's where a lot of the issues came to play. Yeah, because people don't want to see that hypocrisy. Like, they don't want to see that. They don't want to see special treatment, especially because YouTube was a platform for the people. You know, yeah. it was it was for, yo, you could put up your content however you want and however you like it. But just like with anything else, once money comes into it, that the rules change. And then the bigger it gets, the yeah. rules change. Exactly. And who's, like, it depends, like, who's, whose hand is in whose pockets right now? Yeah. Right? Because if, if Google is getting paid by these big advertisers and they're like, yo, we're going to back out uh, because we don't like, they're like, okay, well, let me figure out how I could suck your dick now. Yeah. Because they're going to have to figure that out. Because they need the money to survive. Exactly. And, it's, and, it, and we're just getting the shit in the stick because it's like, you know, when it all started, it was super small scale. We were yeah. under the radar. But then, you know, the bigger we become, the more professional we have to be. Yeah. And we got fucked. <laughs> and we I got was, fucked. And I was okay with not being. That's why I started the Patreon. That's why I started going to podcasts just because um, it's just I don't like being censored. Um Especially because I'm not really spewing hate speech or anything. Yeah. Like, this is all just in comedy and in jest, and it's topics, and I also am okay with people disagreeing with me. So, that that is what it is. But it, it got weird when it was like, people who had worse content than I did were getting, they were allowed to monetize and I wasn't. And I was like, just because I'm- It's favoritism, man. Yeah. We don't exist. We're, we're buried in the millions of content creators. This podcast is brought to you by Skillshare, my friends. Listen, if you are all- about lifelong learning outside of the traditional way of learning. I'm talking about college and stuff like that. I am somebody that likes to learn at my own pace. And there are things outside of a traditional education that I want to learn and I want to do it in an online space. Well, that's why you have Skillshare, my friends. Now, listen to me. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. You can take classes in everything from photography, creative writing, to design, productivity, and a lot more. For me, for a very long time now, I've actually been using it for video editing and photography, which is something that I personally love. It's something that I do for a living. And there's nothing wrong with me brushing up on my skills and my basics, and Skillshare has a huge library for me to pick and choose from for the stuff that I want to learn um, in my respective area, which is photography and videography. So Skillshare has been hel helping me out, and it's, it's, it's such a great tool to use, and you can use it whenever you want. So uh, if you sign up for Skillshare, I'm telling you, man, it's all about that lifelong learning and delving into these stuff that could be hobbies or or maybe even something more in the future, but you'll never know until you try Skillshare, my friends. So check it out. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare 
for free. That's why Skillshare is offering Genius Brain listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash brain. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash brain to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash brain. Yeah. But what sucks is that the way that the algorithm is now, like we used to have videos pop up to our subscribers. All the time. Yeah. But the way that they do it now is fucked up, man. Yeah. So if your video doesn't get any traction within the first hour, it doesn't show up in your subscribers list. And when your video shows up on your subscribers list within the first hour, it doesn't go to all of them. They'll be like, they'll probably release. So for example, they'll release it to like this selected 100 the, that the robot thinks of, right? And let's say out of 50 of those 100 click, okay, that's a 50-50 kind of thing. Maybe they'll share it. Maybe they won't. If 90% of them click, they'll be like, oh, this is a trending video. Let me show it to 1,000. Let me show it to this. Um, and then that's why they'll pop up on recommended and all that because they think that this video is worthy of being watched. Yeah. But like with, like, like with anything, that doesn't de- determine the content of something, right? Yeah. It might have a dope thumbnail. It might have some kind of like title. It might have like so many different factors that make people click and stick. But it works for them, so it, it, it's fine. But it, it's to me, it's like it's a stupid way to, to, to say you want quality content. People are just going to figure out ways to game it. Yeah. And then it's like I want my subscribers – to, to see what they signed up for. Yeah. And people are like, hey, this video didn't show up. This video didn't show up. So it makes things harder, you know, definitely harder. But I learned to not complain about it. It's like understand it and win the game. That's all it is. Yeah. It just things are going to continuously keep changing. Also, too, because this stuff is a perk to what it is. You know what I mean? Like, and also any type of platform, too. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't promised to us that we were going to make a living off of this. It was a it was a gamble that we took. True, everything is a plus. Yeah. I feel grateful. Yeah, very fucking grateful, yeah. man. Like I, you know, I I'm allowed to get irritated and mad when, especially when I can't fucking pay my bills. Yeah, but you know, uh, it also taught us to innovate and change, and then you know, kind of reach out to these fans who have been getting free content for years and years and years, and be like, yo. Can you donate like a dollar or two, <laughs> you know, to keep this up if you guys yeah. want this content? If not, then I have to change the content. And, you know, there's people who are supporting that. So yeah. it's, it's it's really dope, man. And I, and I kind of, you know, there's a lot of appreciation there. Yeah, I mean, there's ways to stay creative because I always say like when people know you, they can't unknow you. Mm. And if you left a good impression on people, then um, they'll want to stick with you because they yeah. enjoy what you create, right? And... uh I like Gary Vee's philosophy of like give, 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 and then ask. Because uh, I always thought like you have to prove yourself to people people before they spend their hard-earned cash on you. Yeah. And we've cultivated such a fucking loyal fan base, man. Like yeah. I think our fan base specifically, um, people that just follow you or me, or we have a lot of crossover fans, right? Yeah. And they are some of the most loyal fucking downest motherfuckers on earth. And I see my other creator uh, friends and they don't have, they have a shit fan base, a very fickle, like people just want to be like, dance, monkey dance. Like, I wonder why that is. Like what happened? Like what, how do they not develop a connection to the people that support them? Because when, what I found out too, especially, you know, just doing a lot of stuff for advertisers, they told me that I have a very high conversion rate and, um, but I don't have nearly the amount of views or following. 
So it's it's well, like because I think you don't do flash entertainment. Yeah, which is like things that are like really ooh and ah. You know, you mm-hmm. watch it and you go whoa, and then you go that was interesting, and then like something that's very viral and topical, right? Like yeah. this is very apparent to people. This style, I think, is very niche. It's very deep. There's a lot of substance, but it's not easy entertainment. Yeah. So like, for example, like some guys will go super fucking viral, right? And they'll have their stint. But after a while, people will forget who they are. Yeah. Why? Because they'll have gimmicks. They're like a one trick pony. They have things that make you go, oh man, that was a dope backflip. And then that's it. Yeah. And then you go, what's that going to leave? Like, like 20, 20 fucking best restaurants in this area. Like, that's dope. I would watch it really quick. But if you have nothing of substance to say in your video, in between, something to draw me into your life, something that makes you go, this place is, this motherfucker's interesting. And you know what? He reminds me of me or my cousin. And like, you're right, man. Like, this is fucking dope. So not only am I watching this guy eat and subs, like, and then there's substance in the video. It's like, there's relatability. There's just like, this is fucking cool. I love this person. I want to be this person's friend. I want this person to mentor me. They don't have that. Mm. We're in our situation. How many times when we had meet and greets, and this is not even to fucking like gas ourselves up. When we have meet and greets, people come in and go, you're like a big brother. All the shit that you talk about, all the things that you say, like you fucking give me value. Yeah. And that is a different relationship with the fan base that we have out there than someone who is an entertainer, right? Someone who's like, they're on this, like, I don't know, they're, they're there to fucking juggle for you. Yeah. Then it's like, you go, whoa, that's a dope, entertaining moment, but you don't give me value in my life that way. One of the things that I really appreciated too, and, and how I got to understand that really well was when I started up my Patreon, I didn't know what to put up on there for content because it, it made me feel weird because I was asking for help and I've never asked for help, you know, monetarily to keep this channel alive before because I never had to. Mm-hmm. If, if it made a certain amount and I was breaking even, I was fine. But then when I started losing like two, two grand a month, I was like, this channel has to go away. Yeah. Like it has to go away because I can't lose $2,000 a month. Doesn't make any sense. And so, you know, when I asked for help and, you know, they, they decided to help out, I asked like, yo, okay, what kind of content? Dude, put up whatever, dude. It doesn't fucking matter. We're just doing this just to support you so we, so we can have, you know, Genius Brain and we could have this content come out. I was like, damn, dude, that's really fucking nice because I, I felt a lot of pressure to like make like 30 videos on the Patreon a month or some shit, you know? Yeah. But at the same time for them, they're like, no, we're just here to support you. <laughs> that's and- what we do. <laughs> we're posting like 24 videos on the fucking yeah. Patreon a month. I mean, for you guys, it makes more sense because you guys have a full cast. You know, it's yeah. just me. Like I got to. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the cool thing is with the Patreon, I've been able to converse with them and ask them for their opinion about stuff because yeah. these are people who are giving me money and they support me. That means they know me probably a lot better than I know myself. Yeah. So like I can ask. Watching. Yeah, because I can ask questions like, yo, like, what do you think about the series that I want to start? And yeah. like do this one instead. Like, we would love to see you do this. And I take that into account and I'm like, oh shit, now you guys are fucking me up because now I'm thinking about, oh, maybe they are right. And it's, it's not a bad thing. It's because I actually do value their opinions. Yeah. So it's like, uh, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm looking at this at a weird angle. Yeah, there's shit that um, fans help remind me. Yeah. Because like, you know, we get lost in the South and then it's like, hey, Joe, remember that quote you said? I'm like, what quote? You know, that funny quote about this. And I'm like, oh man, Thanks, dude, because uh, 
I forgot to look at life that way, you know, yeah. or, or what I'm like, I forgot I even said that shit. Dog. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that's some wise words. Man. Yeah, Who like, said that? Like, yeah. I'm like, Oh shit. I guess I am fucking wise. But it's, it's pretty cool though. Like being able to develop that fan base and just kind of watching what a lot of these YouTubers have done yeah. on this space is crazy. Yo, when we first started doing this stuff out, nobody knew what YouTube was. And I remember it was, I used to get fucking pissed off because I had to talk to these people who had big companies and they would try to tell me what the value of what my following was when they don't even know what a, a fucking damn thing that I do. Yeah. And you know, they're like, oh, well this stuff doesn't convert. And it did, but they didn't know. Right. Yeah. And they would just shoot down and make fun of you know new media influencers it's it's because they're insecure yeah and it's like that's funny because it seems like you're you're losing all your fucking television views yep. when they're coming over watching it they're our panicking channel. bro they don't know what the fuck to do yeah and instead of combining forces they want to shut down new media and now look at it now they're knocking on new media's door yeah. it's like okay well let's put up our tv clips on youtube so we can get more traction for our stuff it's like i was clearly remember you guys saying that new media was going to disappear yeah I remember that shit. Where are you now, fucking geezer? Yeah. And that's you... that's my thing is I hope I never turn into that geezer because I'm at that age. Yeah. We're like, we connect with young folks, but we also connect with old folks. Yeah. We're right in the fucking middle, man. Yeah. We're at that middle middle point. We're not midlife crisis, but we're at that middle point because like we're young. We still look young enough and cool enough to like relate with like the fucking high school, college kids and shit. Right. Yeah. But we're but we're old enough to be respected and do business with sixty year olds and shit, right? Yeah. So we can walk into a fucking boardroom or whatever, and we can also like walk into a meet and greet, and we get to experience it all. But I do start understanding why old folks can get stuck in their ways, because you get kind of comfortable and you miss your era and you miss like the shit that back in my day. I see myself thinking that shit all the time. Because, yeah. like, cancel culture of today, fucking socialism of today, yeah. like, just different schools of thought that I'm that's taking over. And I feel like, oh, man, this is kind of weird. Only because I was a fucking communist in high school, yeah. a hardcore communist. Red Communist Manifesto, fucking studied Karl Marx. Like, I was, like, hard, hard left, right? And these motherfuckers come out here pretend communism mm -hmm. they're just pretend fucking like it's a style to them bro yeah. like i'm like what the fuck you guys don't even know what the fuck that shit is like you're a wannabe liberal and i know i went through my evolution of that and i said you know what at the end of the day i think i like being a capitalist i think i like having power in my decisions and being able to pay like and, and create a business and, and pay my employees and do all that stuff like that's what I want to do yeah I don't want the government owning my business or my property or nothing you know like I don't want a shared economy like I want people that's survival of the fittest and that's my philosophy and I want that freedom so like the you know for for me though, like that that's just the era that that we're living in. It's very polar. So you either like hard left or hard fucking right. The thing is, I'm not. I'm in the middle, right? And I have a preference, but I also understand where they're coming from. But I don't. I think it's a dangerous thing, and and that's kind of like the new era that we're living in. And I'm like, mm, watch out, dude. I used to think that way. Like I was in that world, and. It didn't. It didn't turn out well. Like, and it. I don't think there's ever an example of when it turned out well. Yeah. So be fucking careful. But the young people, like, 
when I was in high school, I was like, yeah, man, why isn't everyone just fucking communist? Why? Like, these are the greatest things. Like, everyone should share equal shit. Like, these ideas, man, if people just fucking implement this shit, the greed, the, the problems, all this shit will go away. The racism, all this shit. That's what I believed in wholeheartedly. And I see it in the young folks of today. They're fucking marching. They're doing all this stuff. And then they're like, fuck yeah, socialism and all that. And I'm like, mm, damn, dude, watch out. Because that's how a lot of countries kind of like got the young people riled yeah. up. And they're like, we believe in this shit. We want a better place. We want a better society. We got to fucking, you know, get together and make this happen. And um, there's a lot of tragedy that's happened from those revolutions and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, we're getting into a touchy subject because it's all personal yeah. ideals and preference. Like me, I'm not a thousand percent against it. This is just my theory, right? So, like, if if people believe in it, I respect you. If that's what you believe in, I just think that I I went through that cycle and that time in my life. And now I feel like the old guy looking at them and instead of relating to it and saying like oh i remember that feeling let me let me connect with you i feel like the old guy going that was a fucking thing of the past and i hate for you to be like that yeah you know what i mean like i see it as like oh it's almost like this it's almost like an embarrassing moment in my past like oh i was a raver that always did drugs right don't go that route mm. and i keep catching myself doing that it's like oh you know, don't be a fucking socialist or don't be like this because, you know, I went that path and fuck, I regret it. Yeah. And I don't think that's the best way to approach it, but I don't know why I keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, I, I well, when we get older, we kind of just get wiser and wiser and wiser. And it's hard to see that that weird balance of am, am I being the old fuck that's trying to talk down to a young person or am I actually trying to instill some fucking wisdom? Because, um, yeah, because we get caught up in our own old ideals. You know, but at the same time, I don't I don't want, you know, a young crowd to think that this is an old head just talking to you. I'm not, I'm not old, but it's like, uh, uh, you know, there are life experiences that we have that you don't. Yeah. And and you probably won't listen, but it's good to, for 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 somebody who's invested in you to say it just so you have it in the back of your mind, because that shit does come to surface when you're older later. I mean, I remember what it was like too to be young and then these old fuckers go, you'll understand when you're older and you're like, shut up, you fucking outdated thoughts. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, yeah. it hits you at the uh, edge. Like, Fuck shit. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's the whole thing too is like, oh, you got boomer thoughts. Yeah. You're fucking boomer. That's a boomer mentality. And then I'm like, man, I'm a millennial too, you fuckface. Like yeah. I'm in the middle. Like I'm kind of in between and 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 I see both sides. Yeah. And sometimes I'll choose the boomer side and sometimes I will choose the fucking millennial thought. Yeah. It was such a hard thing just to go back to the whole media thing when um like I remember so I got hired to interview this stand, this this comic and he was getting a, a late night talk show. And they were trying to integrate new media with old media right like tv shit and yeah. he was getting a show by the way his show tanked and it's fucking sucked so it is what it is it, it was terrible and uh the guy was super nice but i remember he got kind of irritated at me because when i showed up to interview him uh, there was there was supposed to be a packet that was sent to me that had all of his information on it so yeah. i could research and so i could ask him questions and so they could put it up for for media and promotion and stuff right so whoever was my point of contact 
didn't send me the packet. Didn't send, I didn't even know I was supposed to receive one. Yeah. Went through my email, showed in the email. I didn't get anything. Yeah. I show up to this thing. They're like, hey, like, do you know who this? I was like, no. Like, I, I was supposed to be sent something. I emailed you guys about it. You guys didn't hit me back up. So I didn't know what to. I've never done one of these things before. So where was that? They're like, no, we sent it to you. And I flipped open my email. I'm like, look. It's not that, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, we were supposed to send you like this. First of all, they were going to send me an informational DVD, which was already fucking dated. Like, even, I don't know if I even had Who a, has a DVD player now? Bro, that's what I'm saying, man. This was like this was like seven years ago or so, but even then, DVDs were outdated. True. So they were going to send me this informational DVD. Yes, yeah, smart fucking move. And uh, I was like, okay, I guess. And I went there and I asked him a couple questions, and it wasn't supposed to be the questions I was supposed to ask. And the guy looked fucking irritated at me. Because you were supposed to memorize questions? Yeah, and then I remember when it was off. I was like, hey, bro, like I'm supposed to know shit about you, but I wasn't sent shit. Like, so... I know you're upset, but don't don't look at me like I like I fucked up. Yeah, like I whoever my point of contact was didn't send me anything. He was like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, he could tell he wasn't really buying the story. So I went to talk to the, my 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 point of contact. Yeah. I was like, bro, what the fuck was that? You just sent me in there. I don't have anything to ask him, right? Yeah. And then later on, he was just apologizing his ass off. And this just goes. This is a fucking dog eat dog type of world, especially in entertainment. Afterwards, I got flack from this from this television company saying that I was unprofessional, that I didn't that I didn't do what I was asked, and I was like. You didn't send me the shit that I asked for. Because no one wants to take blame because no one wants to lose their job. Exactly. And so I just had to take a hit from it. Yeah. And this whole fucking TV network looked at me like I was some kind of young douchebag that's just this new media fuck. And I'm yeah. like, no, you're the old fuck that fucked up your job. Yeah. Like, you fucked up. I was doing my job. I asked for that shit multiple times and you didn't send it. Uh -huh. You fucking pieces of shit. Yeah. And so I remember that. I was so fucking pissed. I was like, fuck traditional television, dude. Yeah. I'm, like YouTube is the fucking thing because I don't have to go through this red tape. No, and you're your own boss. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we'll have to deal and roll with the punches. But also, I can't deal with petty bullshit and coward employees. Yeah. Like, I can't deal with office politics because for me, there's too much conniving maneuvering. Yeah. And for, it's like, if I'm going to deal with that, I'd rather, have, I'd rather be the fucking boss of the company. Yeah, it, just to let you guys know how fickle entertainment is, if you've if you if you ever walk up into my position where you can walk up into like Viacom and all this other other companies and you know have these meetings, not saying that it's going to go anywhere. I mean, they have meetings with everybody. Um, every time I walk into these companies year after year, all the employees change. Yep. Oh yeah, all the employees Dude, change. There's times where okay, the the fucking we would do a pitch for a TV show, and a month later we would have to walk right in. Because it's a different fucking, you know, person running yeah. the show. It's like, who's this? It's like, oh, that person's gone. We have a new person. I've seen CEOs switch three times for a major cable network in the same fucking year. It's crazy. These guys are fickle fucking fucks, dude. Yeah. It is crazy, dude. And in like, um, I was talking to a, a, a our producer at the time. Remember the guy that was yeah. helping us develop the show? He's fucking cool, man. Yeah. And then he was, he was basically filling me in on what's going on with cable TV. They're losing a fuck ton of money. It wasn't what it used to be. There's a lot of poaching going back and forth, back and forth. People getting fucking sign-in bonuses, all this stuff. There's a lot of money to be going around because going back to the ad story, yeah. a lot of those ad dollars still go to tr traditional media. And then um, no one really wants to take responsibility, but everyone wants to take credit. So yes, here's the thing. One person will jump in, get paid. They'll be like, all right, 
this this fucking season we're gonna change the game we're gonna fucking do they're gonna say some big emotional speech about how it's all about minorities this year right huh. so they they want all this minority content so they bring us in we all pitch our shows all right this is a fucking dope minority show this and that this and that they string us along they might spend a little money for like a, a, a not even a pilot but like a little snippet reel or whatever what we did right yeah They'll go back and they're like, all right, you guys want to buy the show and all this stuff. And they're like, uh, I don't know. They don't have that much money. Yeah. They seriously don't have money to fucking burn, dude. Yeah. I'm like, dude, YouTubers make more than just shit. You barely have fucking money. Yeah. Except when they actually get it, it's huge. It's huge money. Like the the pitch and the, all that stuff is small. But then when it comes into like, okay, we're going to shoot a season of this, it goes into the millions and millions and millions. Yeah. And then that's when they get their fucking break. And then that's when there's a lot of money on the line and no one wants to take responsibility. And then here's this other layer of fuck up, right? So there's like 20 people that can probably be minimized to one person's job. Yes. They love to fucking make things so inefficient. And the thing that I fucking hate the most is like you'll have ideas, you have scripts, right? But people have to justify their position. Yes. So you, So this is the thing that kills creativity, right? People have to justify their position. So- like you write a script, you send it in and everyone like it might be a solid script. Someone might read it and go, damn, dude, this is a dope ass script. I don't have anything to write on it. But if you don't have anything to write on it, why am I why am I fucking paying you? Yeah. So, you know, the the script's fucking um, reader or the guy that chooses it and everyone down the line that's involved in the project, they want to give in their two cents. Hey, you know what would be a good idea? If you fucking add a clown. Why don't you put a clown in your fucking movie, man? Why don't you do this in your fucking movie? Solidify hey. their position. Yeah, so they were like, hey, that was my idea. I put that fucking clown in that movie, yeah. right? Stupid ass fucking ideas. Or they'll be like, you need to take that line out. You know what? You need to take that character out. And that was my idea. I did that, right? So this whole fucking clusterfuck of people are ripping away on your script. It was already good. But they have to justify it. They don't fucking give a fuck. Yeah. They just want to keep their jobs. So the video gets made. The product gets made. It's a shitty fucking thing. It could have started off awesome and great. Everyone has to give, give their fucking two cents. Everyone has to justify their job. So... A lot of people that works in it, they get the game. They know it's like a lot of people are like, and this happens in marketing and everywhere. Everyone's trying to give in their two Everybody's cents. Everybody's just looking out for their own ass. Yep. There's no sense of community. Of course, I mean, it's your own job. I understand, but. It's just a different ecosystem. And yeah. I don't think that they're shady or anything. It's a different ecosystem that I don't like. Yeah. And, you know, this is why when this when these new, when new blood comes in, they're going to start changing up the game a little bit, which it has to happen soon because uh, a few years back. I was also working with this company, and it was uh, on, on, a, on a TV show that I was going to sell. But there was a, a person who got replaced in this company, and I hated this person so fucking much. Because it was somebody who I know for a fact, because I've seen it so many times, this person didn't do anything. And they got paid so much money. But... So, for example, this is how arbitrary this fucking human being is. And, you know, I'm not a, I'm not an employee of that company, so you can't pull this bullshit on me. And when I tell you that I'm, I'm not confrontational, but I will call out bullshit when bullshit's being put on me because you're wasting my fucking time. Yeah, that shit's crazy. It pisses me off. So, for example, it'll be some shit like this. He goes, hey, David, let's uh, let's let's hop on this conference call real quick. I need to uh, well, we could we could set up a tie in at 8 a.m. in the morning and we could get on this conference call. And I would uh, and I would write back on the email. I was like, well, stop what? wasting my time. It's like, well, 
can it be done through email or do we need to have a conversation about this on conference call because yeah. I'm busy? So if you could just write to me what your pitch is on email, then let me let me think about it and then let's hop on a call. He goes, no, man, we got to do it in person. Cool. Calls me up, right? He goes, hey, bro, so this is the idea. Do you like it? I'm like, yeah, it's cool. He's like, cool, man, we'll, we'll talk about with our team. I'll hit you back up. And I was like, hold on a second. I explicitly wrote to you on the email. If you could just write it to me, why did you? Why did I have to wake up at 8 a.m. in the fucking morning to have you ask me a question you could have done on email, right? Yeah. He goes, oh, I just need to get that verbal confirmation. And I'm like, bro, this, and I didn't say this to him, yeah. but it's him pretending to work. So his boss thinks that he's working. Yeah. That's why he's doing the conference call because he puts it in his schedule that his boss sees. Wow. And it's like, did you just wake me up after I after I just been editing a video till 5 fucking a.m. to bring me up on a conference call to yeah. ask me a fucking question for five seconds? Yeah. And then, you know, I got so annoyed to the point where we were having these group calls about the show idea, and then we were trying to develop it. And then eventually this guy got fired, by the way. Good. So the, a, a new like a CEO came in, and they did evaluations on people. And they saw got, how lazy he was. And he, he got yeah. fired. So this guy, I got so fucking pissed. That I remember I was on the phone call, and there was a couple other people around me. And uh, they could tell I was irritated at this guy because we wrote an email, and then he sent me this schedule. Um, and he was basically, it was supposed to be an Excel sheet. Yeah. And in this Excel sheet, I said, hey, uh, he goes, I was like, hey, if you guys want to work out ideas that you're trying to pitch me on, can you let's let's work out these these things that we need on an Excel sheet and then we can fill it in together and then we can work it that way because you guys I'm based in L.A. You guys are based across uh, across uh, country. So let's figure it out like that. He goes, cool. I'll send you an Excel sheet. Full sends me an Excel sheet. It just says uh, an Excel sheet that says ideas on it. It was a it was a, it was a fucking Google Doc that said ideas on it. That's it? That's it's what just he said. a doc that says ideas? And I got so fucking mad. Did he capitalize the I at least? <laughs> it was bolded. And then I, oh. I, I wrote back, LOL. I was like, when you send me something real, let me know. <laughs> right? And it was to the whole team. Yeah. And he calls me up. He goes, hey, like, I've just been super fucking busy. Like, I, you know, I was like, I, could, I know how to do an Excel sheet. I just wanted to get it out there so we could just ha start jotting down ideas. ideas. And, I, wrote, and I, I remember on the phone, I was like, hey, man, to do a proper Excel sheet, it takes about five to six minutes. Yeah. At most. Just say you don't know how to do it, man. Yeah. Just say you don't know how to use Excel. Like, that, I was like, bro, I have to roast you on that shit because that's hilarious. Yeah. He goes, ah, I got, he's like, all right, man, like, I'll, I'll send you something better. Send me another one. Trash. I was like, fuck it. So I got Mariel to do one because that's wow. what she does. She's a coordinator. Send her one. I was like, this is what I'm expecting. Right. Sends it out. You know, kind of embarrasses him in front of a few people. Yeah. So I already know he doesn't like me. And then um, later on, he does something again. He pulls another fucking stunt. Where on the Excel sheet, I wrote a bunch of fucking ideas, right? And then while he's doing this in a, in a group chat with a bunch of people who are under him and some people who are above him, all the ideas that I wrote on the Excel sheet, he goes, he goes, hey, so I got this great idea, right? And he starts prattling all these ideas that were my ideas that I Fuck. wrote on the Excel sheet. And in the conference call, I remember I said, that's cool. I was like, so cool. So you read it. So you're basically reading out loud what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> it's like dead silent. So he's calling... How what I mean, he didn't think that you would realize exactly. And I was like, so this is what I said verbatim. Yeah. I was like, so you're basically reading everything I wrote. Did you read my email? Yeah. I was like, are you just saying this off the top of your head? Because yeah. I wrote this in the email, right? You lazy fucker. Dead silent. Yeah. The thing, right? He goes, oh no. He's like, these are ideas that I was thinking. I was like, no, these aren't aren't your ideas. Yeah. I was like, can every? I was like, do you guys have a computer? Can you open up the the Excel sheet? Yeah. It's right there. I wrote all these ideas, so you're not saying anything new. I would slap his fucking face, dude. You know, and then he's like stumbling over his fucking yeah. words. Right, and then he hangs after the conference calls. He hangs up after he goes, "Hey, my bad, man. I didn't know those were your ideas. I was thinking the same thing." And I was like, "Bro, you weren't thinking the same thing, man. If you read the you're fucking lying email, sack of shit." Yeah, I was like, "If you read the fucking email, you know what's in there, man. Like, come on, cut that shit out." 
I want to, I want to be in your situations just so I could, I could talk shit to people. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's, it's pretty refreshing too. Cause like the conference call version of what I said to him after the conference call was a lot nicer because I'm not trying to fucking get him fired. But I would have. But after, <laughs> but, but afterwards, I'm a little irritated because you can't take credit for my fucking work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was like, I, that's what I don't like about the corporate world sometimes is everybody is just out for their own ass and they will make sure that you drown if it keeps their head afloat. I hate that. It's a toxic work culture. Dude, uh, I've gotten guys fired in my companies. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I hate I would that tell shit. my, I would tell, I would, I would, I would work with my manager. I'll, I'll be like, hey, that guy's fucking lazy. Yeah. And I'm like. Why do you keep him around? And he goes, "Oh, you don't understand, Joe. He has two kids." And I'm like, "But doesn't that make doesn't doesn't it make sense if he has two kids, he should work fucking harder? If not not be a complaining entitled little bitch? Like, why does he get special treatment because you feel sorry for him?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, I know you're right, man, but it's different like, you know, when you have a family." I'm like, "Nah, dude. I I I don't respect this guy." And I'm like, "Um, I was like, "Why don't we move him?" to a different department and i promise you i'll take over his work without extra money so he's like really you'll do that and i'm all like yeah he's bottlenecking us so fucking hard that it's irritating me and i'll take over his work and i can do it i know i can because the thing is that fool he's one of those guys that he 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 tricks the system and i hate people like this and they'll Scumbag. milk they'll milk the fucking thing always pretend injury back pain all this shit and my manager is a fucking sweetheart he loves and cares for his employee to the point where he's not smart about it he gets taken advantage of and so i saw this fucking lazy fucker doing this and then and then always like i would see it right after lunch he wants to fucking relax more so he's like oh man you know like like i can i take a little extra break because you know like i'm lifting these boxes and i'm like every fucking time like clockwork after fucking lunch this guy wants to take another 30 minute break lazy fuck while all of us work because right after lunch we hustle hard so we could finish early right yeah and then i'm like I'm just wit I'm just seeing all these like tricky little things this fucker does and I was like, "Well, if you don't have the heart to fire him, let's just move him to a different department." And then we got him to a different department. I took over his work and then I was like, "Bro, I could fucking finish mine and his work easily before lunch." Yeah. And I'm like, he wasn't even doing shit, dude. He's pretending to work, taking money away. He was he was working on an assembly line, packing shit like he he milked his orders. He had about eight orders, and it took him from like nine in the morning all the way till two p.m. Yeah, to do in these eight orders, I could fall. I'll, I'll fucking fill at like eleven a.m. Yeah. So it's like things like that drive me crazy because uh, I don't know, man. I, I think for me, I like working with a team that gets together and we're honorable and yeah. we fucking fight hard. Yeah. Right. And that's the type of people I want to be around. I don't want to be around people who are fucking snaky, liars, cowards. To yeah. me, like, they are the shit of the earth. So, like, in that example, like, I would have called them out right in front of everybody. I'm like, you fucking lied. Yeah. Why did you lie? Or, like, um, just recently, there was this whole fiasco I went through, and I was talking to these guys, these old fucking white guys, right? <laughs> and they try to Hollywood me. I hate when people try to fucking big dick Hollywood me, and then they'll be talking about like all the money that's on the line and all these stats to make me go oh my god yeah <laughs> you know i literally in the middle of their talk i said look i don't care 
like I cut him off. I was like, I don't care. You got a lot on the line. That's fine. You know what? Let me just fucking, you know, uh, I was just like, you got, you got a lot on the line. That's fine. Whatever. Good for you. Good, good, good. Like I was patronizing as a motherfucker yeah. cause I don't talk like that. Yeah. And I was just, and then I was like moving forward. I was like, this is my point. And I'm like, you got till two. Um, you're going to call me back before that. If you can't, I'm not talking to you cause I have the rest of the day fucking busy. All right. Bye. Yeah. And I just hang up on him. <laughs> That's why I like working with efficient companies that know what they're doing. Yeah. Like this last project that I was on that's going to come out next year, this company is the most badass fucking streamlined, hardworking company. Everybody works fucking hard. They get their shit done. And on top of that, the, the all the higher-ups in this company are all fucking females. Wow. They fucking kick ass ass dude that's tight they get shit done no bullshit they know how to have fun while they work yeah. but they but they excel at their job we uh you know when we when we shot this they every every time that we shot this it just moved quicker and quicker and quicker oh hell yeah first episode was us figuring it out second episode we cut we got an hour earlier done yeah and then the next episode it got even earlier and earlier one episode we got even like a, an hour and a half done earlier yeah and they just get better Every fucking time. Everybody's respectful. They do their shit and they're happy with their work. And that's what I love about companies like this. That's tight. You know what I mean? It makes me, and I, I, I'm like, I walked away just with like so much respect for the company. It's like, holy shit, dude, this is, this is a dope company, man. Like everybody does their part really well. They're super respectful. I love bullshit. company culture like that. Yeah. How do you think they get it done? Like, do you think they've cultivated a good relationship or they, you know, pick and chose. I mean, like, what do you think? When, what was the magic? I think what it was too, is that they hire people who know what they're doing and it's not bullshit. It's not flames up their ass. Yeah. So the person that got removed from the last company, and this was fucking like four or five years ago, that guy, he got removed because he came from another, from, from another company that he had a high position in, but, but he bullshitted really well. So their hiring process, I, I, I feel it all starts with who you, who you have to manage the company first. Yeah. So they worked through their own bullshit and they've had to prove themselves to be in that position to help grow it. And then they got to be solidified. So oh. everybody had to prove their part. You didn't just get the job because of, of a position that you had before somebody that you knew. Yeah. You got the job because you showed numbers. Damn. And so, and, and you know, there's, I'm probably, I don't, I don't know the company down that well, but you know, they probably went through their weeding out process mm -hmm. too. But from what I saw, it was an amazing, efficient company and it made me want to be a part of them. Like Ooh. anything that they would ask, I would do in an instant because they care about talent. Yeah. They care about crew. They care about staff. That's tight. It's dope. That's the kind of company That's I a love. good balance. Yeah. Lately, I've been wanting to be an oil tycoon and be <laughs> fucked up. I just make that money. Yeah. I just, I, I just want, I literally want to go into a board meeting and be board meeting and be like a fucking eighteen nineties oil tycoon. Be like, hey, you fucker, see, yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck you, you fucker. You know, like they were way crazier back then. I'd yeah. be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Get out of the fucking room. This, that, like, fucking. I want to be like kind of nuts. And um, I don't know, man. Like, there's something about me that I love combat. Like, you know, <laughs> like I love aggression and combat and, yeah, and yeah. confrontation and i can't do that right now and and so when i hear these stories i'm like i want to be in that boardroom i want to call out that fucking employee and catch his ass and get him kicked out yeah i want to do company takeovers i want to fucking eat like i want to i want to and and when i when people hear this they might get the wrong impression right like i'm not like this i'm exaggerating about being the monopoly man like <laughs> yeah what i really want to do is I want to clean up companies from stupidity, mm. from 
snakes, from liars, from cowards, from fucking milkers. Yeah. You know, people that are taking advantage of each other and, and shit like that. I want to clean that shit up and create a loving environment where people are working fucking hard and feel purpose in the workplace. Yeah. And the only way to do that sometimes is to be a cold hard killer. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 difficult because when you start your company and you have to there's just a lot of weight on your shoulders, man. Like, and it's 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 something I could never do. I think when I was trying to expand Davis O Comedy and I had a you know full a, a bunch you know, like three or four employees under my belt, it used to stress me the fuck out. <laughs> like I I, could, I lost sleep over worrying about uh, somebody else's job and being able to pay them. You know, that's a big part of being a boss, though. It's hard, man. It's yeah. so fucking hard. And you know, I think being independent and doing my own thing helps me out better because I just have to worry about myself and maybe two other people. Mm-hmm. So it makes it a lot easier on me. You know? Yeah. No, but oh shit! Well, that wraps up uh, this podcast, everybody. Uh, we talked about fucking YouTube, fucking uh, being broken shit and losing money, and then toxic company culture. But yeah, this podcast is about anything and everything. You guys already know what's up. We're here to be with you on your everyday commute. Uh, check us out on iTunes, podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, any kind of audio platform out there. We are there every Thursday and every Sunday. We will see you guys next time. Love you, bitches. Write comments below. Give us those high ratings, and then you guys will see us twice a week for the rest of your life. Bling ding. Peace.